Hey guys, what's going on? On today's episode, I and Pastor Jordan went to Meriden downtown, finding someone to go ahead and preach the gospel to. And here you will listen to Pastor Jordan pretty much put the law of God, as it says in Romans 7, 7, and have them understand that it's through the law that we understand we're filthy, and it's through Jesus that we understand we're saved. And so I hope this episode is refreshing. I hope this episode is encouraging. And I also hope this episode helps you take one step forward in this year of 2021 to evangelize. And so with that being said, guys, I hope you guys will go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you enjoy it, give me a thumbs down. If you do not, make sure you like, rate, subscribe, review, and all that nine yards. Appreciate it. Until then, hope you guys enjoy this. A big dilemma. And so, um, give me one second. Hey, how you doing, brother? Uh, we're just passing out uh, Bible tracts, talking about the Lord. And so we're from Meriden Hills Baptist Church. I smoke weeds. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's 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 that. That's a sin. But hey, man, everybody need weed. Feel me? I'm keeping it. <laughs> what's your, what's I, I work. Your... I work anyway too. So I mean, I just smoke weed. Come over here real fast. You mind if I talk to you real fast? Yeah. No. 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 So we come, we come out here every Friday night just to pass out the gospel of Christ Jesus. And uh, we really care for everybody here. We care about them. We love them. And uh, we don't want anyone to either stray or continue um, in, in the path of, of just damnation. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm not here to, to fear you or monger and whatnot. But I, I'm asking you a question. Um, do you believe in God? Listen, I believe in God. I mean, I believe in God. There is a God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just... Me, my life is my life. Understand? At the end of the day, I believe in God. Like, uh, no, no, get me wrong. But yeah. at the end of the day, I just, I have to still live my life no matter what. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't go to church. I don't go to none of my, none of my family never go to church. So yeah. I never was brought up into no church. But I never said I'm a bad dude, this and that. There, I work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I work for Amazon. So yeah. at the end of the day, I work. Hey, we need you. We need you. I got kids and right. all that. Feel right. me? So, but yeah. sometimes. That's why I say I do me. I need me me yeah. time, so yeah, I, I go to give me some beers and all that. So at the end of the day, everybody have to live their life, and everybody got to live their life on the meanings right. of them. Right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. What What if I were to tell you that even though I, I carry my Bible, I, I love my Bible. I don't. I'm not doing it to flash it in front of people. Yeah. It's just what I do. I love it. I'm a pastor. Uh, I love the Word of God. Uh, what if I were to tell you that I can carry this Bible around all day long, but the Bible still says the one that I'm carrying, and I can show you if you're if you're interested, but the Bible says that all have sinned, and there's not one that is good. Everyone, yeah. right? Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon by curiosity? You ever been to the Grand Canyon? I've never been no far out of Connecticut. Really? But but, <laughs> I, but, but to Florida. Really? Because yeah, my kids, I got three kids in Florida, so wow. I, 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 that's the first. That's a nice I've been. vacation. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm originally from New Haven, but I, live, I just moved out here due to my job because it's closer. Cause yeah. I, I work in North Haven, so I can't, I just I just moved here from West Virginia. Oh yeah. Uh, to pastor a church up here in Meriden, Meriden Hills. But we we just passed you a track from there, uh-huh. um, and I've never been to the Grand Canyon, uh, but they say the Grand Canyon is six miles wide. I have a point to this, so follow me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say you like baseball. Can you throw? Can you throw a ball? I, I, I like I play sport, but I, me sitting there watching it, no. Okay, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. My team party, like, yeah, I can't yeah. sit there for no hours and be like, right. watch if you go back and forth, back and forth. No. Right. I don't even go. I had so many chances to go to football games and everything, like a person. Yeah, yeah. But to me, it's like 
I'm not. It's, it's not, yeah. not my type of team. Right. Party, like, right. Thing, so I well, play it though. Like, imagine for a minute that we're at the Grand Canyon. I right, just mm-hmm. just follow me, okay? And I pick up a rock and I say, "Now it's six miles wide." Mm-hmm. Okay, remember that. Let's say I can pick up. I say I pick up this rock. And I can throw it across the Grand Canyon. Six miles. You think I can do it? I'll tell you straight up, you can piss on my leg. And tell me it's raining <laughs> All right, let's say, let's say let's say I throw it. Let's say I throw it. Imagining, okay, a mile. That's impossible, okay. Yeah. But just an imagination for a minute. You say I can do better than that. You pick up a rock and you throw it three miles, okay. Now the Grand Canyon is six miles wide. You threw it three. I threw it one. Who's better? You. No, you are. You threw it three. You threw it three miles, I threw it one. You did better than I did. But did either of us make it across? No. No, we both fell short. So the purpose, the point is, is that it doesn't matter how you view me or I view you. I could be, you could be better than I am. I might be better than you. It doesn't matter because all of us still fall short of God's glory. And sin is what separates us from God, our relationship with God. And so I'm not picking on you because you're smoking weed. You're very honest about that. Yeah. I don't even consider it that necessarily a sin. It's what you are under control of, just like drinking. Yeah, yeah. You have to be drunk I, under, the, under control like, of something, if, okay? If, if I could walk anywhere and smoke this, it's, it's not harming me. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the end of the day, if I could walk to that store, if I could walk back home with no problem, this and that third, and I could still funk it, it don't hurt nobody. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, I don't think it's bad, like, feel me, but... I could say other drugs, but at the end of the day, everybody has their own. Well, it's just like choice. it's just like food. It's like yeah. it's like you know, I like sweets. Yeah, but it's bad. That's bad for me. Okay, yeah. so it's, it's bad it's, for anybody. Right, right. Yeah. So, so compared to you and I, we're no different. Yeah, we both are sinners. That's what the mm-hmm. Bible says. And you said you believe in God. Yeah, you you believe in God's word. I, I yeah. assume, right? Yeah. The Bible says that there are none good. No, not one. And so, I you are a great dad. I, are you married? You are. I assume you're a great husband. You work hard. Uh, you take time for yourself. You look like you take care of yourself. Definitely. But that's let me tell you something. That's why I stay at warehouse jobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to be honest with you, I know you probably have somewhere to go. Yeah. All right. But we come out here because we love people. We love people enough to tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is that all of us, all of us, deserve eternity from God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now another illustration, real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't rush off. No, no, no. We go to a, an old junkyard. We key up an old junk car. Will anybody care? No, it's a junk no, car. No, okay. Let's say we go to a used car lot and we key up one of their cars. You think they'll care? Oh, uh, yeah, because it's a car okay. they got to okay. sell. So it's a little, little bit worse. <laughs> Let's say Even we go to. It's about money at the junkyard, but, you know what I mean? It, they, they, they figure that car is more valuable than a junk. Exactly. You so let's go a step further. Let's say we go to a Ferrari lot and we scratch one of their cars. The payment's a little bit harder, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. The same thing with, with God. We think, how could God send people to hell? That's, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. To think that we are eternally conscious in eternal fire. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. But here's the point, is that we broke an eternal law, and that requires eternal punishment. Is that fair? Would you think that's fair? No. You don't think that's fair? Uh, I think it's fair. I don't think it's, I don't think it's pleasant. But if we defile and sin willfully against a holy God, against his law. We deserve the punishment of that, right? But that doesn't stop there. Because God knew that. God knew that we would mess up. The law is there in the book of Romans, which is my favorite book. The book of Romans teaches that the law is there to, to show us that we are not perfect. Okay, That's the whole purpose. It's not that we can live up to it. 
uh, Ten Commandments. Have you ever, ever, always obeyed all Ten Commandments? So you let me, always let, let, let me ask you one question. Oh, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Not to cut you off. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. If, if if God is, is the one that protects all sins, so that's why I understand how. Not saying I'm trying to get to the, the this this how we living now. Yeah. I said we're gonna put God to the side. Everybody have mistakes out yeah. here. Everybody. Right. Right. You know right. What I mean? Okay. So. Why would it make sense for them to build the jurisdictions out here, like the, the, the courts and all this stuff, to judge somebody else's appearances when only God could judge? I see what you're saying. Did you know that God established government? I never knew Here's that. Here's why. God established government. We're getting into a little political lesson. I don't, I don't mean to go off on that lesson, but God established three institutions. The home. Okay, you don't mess with God's home. Okay. The church, you don't mess with God's church, and the government. The government was to was established to con con condemn evil and to reward good, okay? Now, if you put a man as a judge, a sinful man as judge, what are you going to get? Imperfection, okay? He's going to mess up. So beyond that, though, you, just like others will face God for their sins, or I'm sorry, face a judge for their, their crimes, mm -hmm. we, you and I, are going to face God someday. Yeah. And that's the one you're supposed okay. to answer. Exactly. To. But here's the thing, and I'm just going to be honest with you. Is it okay? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're ready. And here's why. It's not because you've done all these things, X, Y, and Z. I don't even know you. Mm -hmm. But it's because you were born into sin just like I was. Mm -hmm. I have put my faith in Jesus Christ. Okay? When I put my faith in Jesus Christ... His right, not mine, his righteousness covers me. So when I face God someday, he doesn't see Pastor Jordan. He sees his own son. Does that make sense? It's like me taking off my coat, giving it to you, okay? God sees himself, and we are entered into his perfection. We are then completely perfect, made in his image. Makes and so, sense. Yeah, does that make sense? Are you following me so far? Okay, so... All my, my point is is that you can you can do well for yourself, you can work a good job, you can be loving to your wife and and do well with your kids and still go to hell. And I don't want to see that. God doesn't want that. God doesn't want anyone to perish and go to hell. No one. He sent his son. Do you know John three sixteen? It's a famous it's a famous verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So God is righteous, holy, he's wrathful, he, he is all of these things, but he's also loving and gracious. Make sense? He's all of these things at one time. He's not like you and I, where like one moment we're mad, one minute, one minute, one minute we're happy. He is all those things equally because he's perfect. So he can't not be loving and he can't not be wrathful. He has to do both. So instead of punishing you and I, he punished himself on the cross to pay our debt. Because the Bible says, for the wages, the payment of sin is death. Death. Mm -hmm. That's eternal damnation. But it says the, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so if we just put our faith and trust in him, have you ever, have you ever, and I'm not, I'm not talking about you, you pray every day. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm seriously, what's your name again? Sean. Sean, mm -hmm. I'm seriously asking you if you've ever told God, God, I am a sinner and I believe that you died for me. Have you ever put your faith in him? 
I'm not just talking no, about like I, you. I, I, I'll tell you the truth that I never did that, but I understand. I know he did that for yeah. us, but I never sat down and be like, God, forgive. I know you. I understand. Yeah. I mean, I never did right. any of that. So mm. it's just to me, I just I just wake up every morning and just know that I'm still living. But when when it's my time to go, that's my time to go. Like, I, I guess to God. I just want but, you to know, um, you are are welcome. To, to walk away at any moment. I'm not trying to hold you no, here no, against no, your no, will. No, what I, what I want you to know, though, is that you said that you believe this book, okay, mm-hmm. for what it says. And it says, and I can show you, in Romans 10, it says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So it's not enough that we know it in our head. Mm-hmm. We have to know it in our heart. And we have to confess it to God. Not to me. You don't have to confess anything to me. I don't need to, be, I don't need to know anything about your past, Okay. Uh, what you need to do is tell God, God, I am a sinner. I deserve hell. That's truthful. That's what confession is. You are agreeing with God what he already knows. You're a sinner and you deserve hell, just like, just like we do. But God can save us from our sins by trusting in him. Okay. So I, I encourage you, Sean, and I, I am happy to help you with that. Uh, Josue is happy to help, help you with that. We don't want you to die and go to hell. Because currently, right now, at this very moment, if you're not putting your trust and faith in Christ and repent, you're like a man 10,000 feet in the air in a helicopter who thinks that by jumping off a helicopter and flopping his wings that you'll be saved. Instantly, man, you're going to fall and you're going to splat the floor. But we're telling you right now, you don't have to jump and flap your wings. You have a parachute, and his name is Christ. Don't hold on to the parachute. Put on Christ Jesus. Put on the parachute. Jump out so you can land safely. You don't have to smack the floor. Because the Bible says that all our works are filthy rags. Many, many people will tell you you have to work. Christ has done the work. Yeah. All you got to do is just repent and believe in Christ and you'll be saved. You don't have to knock on doors. You don't have to go ahead and, and do all these things to kind of earn God's favor or you know, somehow work your way to heaven. You just repent and turn to Christ. Yeah, you, you, I'm not even telling you you have to come to our church and give money. That's not what I'm even asking. Uh, that's not even what what the point is the point is is that you need to do this because you believe the bible Mm -hmm. and you have to do it the way god said just like i did just like he did just like everyone else who is in heaven did they put their faith in god um so i feel like just talking to you that you have a head knowledge you have in your head Mm -hmm. that god did die for you and and you know that you've done wrong and that he will forgive you but you've never, ever brought it down from here to here. Mm-hmm. It's often said that people are 16 inches from hell or from salvation. Okay? They have it in their head, but they don't have it in their heart. That's about 16 inches. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just want to know, uh, do you, if you were to die today, where would you go for sure? Only God knows. Only God you know knows? I, mean? I, I don't know that. I'm not, I, I don't what if know. I t- what if I told you I know what the Bible says? I know there's only one or two places, and you know that too, right? What are the, what are the only two options that we have? I know where I go, but I don't know where I'm going to go after that. <laughs> <laughs> My family paid for a casket, and I, I'm going to be the last I understand, last I understand, resort, I understand. I mean? But I don't know after that. I've never seen after life. You know what I mean? see so, that. Yeah. Neither have I. You know what I mean? So but I, I, can't, I can't say that. I can never say that. So, you know what I mean? But I know wherever I go, either it's heaven or hell, just gotta go. Plain if you were simple. to if you were to tell me how I could get to heaven, how would you tell me I can get to heaven? If I were to ask you how how can I know I'm going to heaven, what would you tell me? Believe in God. Believe in God. Okay. 
Uh, what else? Anything else other than that? Just believe in God. No. I'm not. No. I'm not like you're not no, going to no. fail or, no, fa- no, or no, pass no. here. I'm just. I'm That's just asking. What I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Believe in God. Good. Good. So you you put your faith in Christ that that only He can save you, right? Yeah. So have you personally ever done that yourself? Ever? Me, I consider like every time I go in the house, I pray. Every time I leave out the house, I pray. So at the end of the day, I think. I'm not saying it's enough for me, but at the end of the day, that's how I live my life. Because right. at the end of the day, you never know if I, whatever I happen in, in these streets or whatever, I might don't come back. Right. You know what I mean, right. life is short to play with. You know what I mean, so at the end of the day, you got to move how you move accordingly. Right. I'm not trying to say that I'm a bad person, nothing, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Life could life could take you like this, of course. especially out here. Like, of course. So I've been living out here almost, but I'm from I'm from New Haven, but yeah. To me, New Haven is worse than here, you understand? Yeah, right. So, I got kids, I got, like I said, I got three in Florida, I got one out here, so at the end of the day, me living in New Haven will shorten my life span. not saying that I'm doing bad things, but right. it's just the rate that it's going right now. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. I have, I'm not saying that, but you never, I'm just saying you never know what's going to happen. Of course, yeah. Plain and simple. I don't I don't, I don't, I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. Yeah, yeah. You never know what will happen. Right. As in New Haven, so me, I consider this is more laid back for me, this and that, and the third. So that's why I do my job, I work, you know what I mean? Right, it's a blessing. Right now, do you see me right here? If I was in New Haven, you wouldn't be seeing me, you wouldn't even probably see me right now. I feel more <laughs> laid back here than yeah. in New Haven. I'm yeah, telling exactly. you, like, that's what's the truth. Yeah, like, this is comfortable for me. I, I couldn't be doing this right now. I'll be yeah. sitting in New Haven like right. this, right? Like, <laughs> wait for a sure. bullet to come through or something, yeah. like you feel me? So, I'm not saying, like, but that's why I do my blessings. When I come in, I pray, you know what I mean, that I made it home. When I leave out, I pray that right. I make it back. Right. You understand? Because you never know what's going to be up behind the outside doors. Right. You know right. what I mean? So that's my life I live. So at the end of the day, it's not because I want to. It's just basically the company that I used to keep. So at the end of the day, I know where I had to change myself. You feel me? Yeah, it's right. the company that I keep. Yeah. So now I stay to myself. You feel me? More right. than I hang with my company. So... Well, Sean, I, you know, I am, I don't think that mm-hmm. everything I'm telling you, you can just automatically accept fully. I don't think that's all, all that happens all the time. Um, what I do want you to know, though, is that praying itself does not get you into heaven. Make sense? It's what you say. The very, the very first prayer I've always been told that God hears is confession of sin and asking him to save us. That makes sense? Because if you if, if 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 someone who does not trust in him asks, Hey, will you heal my will you heal my mom or will you will you do this? He doesn't hear. We're not his children. But when we accept him by faith, we are then his children. Okay? Um, I want you to know I'm gonna be praying for you. I hope we see each other again. Um, I you probably see me because I, I walk around here all the day. Yeah, I, I love I, I just to me, I just walk around and do my cause I'm me, I just like I told you, I just moved out here, so I'm still learning my areas around here. So right. I just, I just, I just, I'm keeping hunting. I just, when I come outside, I just give me a bag of weed. Yeah, you know I me mean? and go give me a bit and just well, listen, walk around yeah. and just stay to my focus on myself. Like, right? You know I mean? So you'll see me here and there. Sometimes you see me in the morning with the old school people that's sitting right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I come, no lie, I come out every day. They ask them. I come out every day. It's, it's it's wrong, but I come out every day and just. Go to the package store, buy everybody whoever out here some beers right, or something, right. and I go chill and talk to them. Like, right, feel me? Yeah, so yeah. you'll see me out here. I just be chilling with them and just talking and vibing with them. Like, so. Right. Know what I mean, I'm yeah. just, I just, I just learning the area. That's how I am. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, 
kind-hearted person, but it's just to the point, like, if you cross me, then I'm, I just don't deal with you. I want to give, you, I wanna give you three opportunities uh, to meet us again. Uh, one is on Friday nights. It's the, the, the pamphlet that he gave you, Friday nights. We have a men's group that meets. Um, we meet with other people there. I direct it. We meet for a couple hours, uh, and then we go on our way. We have a Sunday morning service uh, where you can just slip in, blend in. You know, no one's going to attack you. No one's going to, like, yeah, bother you. Just kind of, you'll see us there. Uh, no no sweat. And, you know, I'm not saying that if you don't come back, we won't miss you. But, like, mm-hmm. no one's going to attack you, basically, if you don't come back. We want to welcome you to come, though, and visit us sometime. The, the, the third one is we have another men's group uh, for our church that meets on Sunday nights. Uh, we help each other with our marriages uh, as parents, as hard workers, providers for our family. We encourage one another, basically keep each other accountable. I think all men desire that. Um, and so if you are welcome to join us anytime at all at that address that's on that pamphlet there. Uh, and you just look us up and we're there. I hope I hope to see you again. Can I pray with you real quick and your, and your kids? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to touch it because somebody's going to yell at me about yeah. <laughs> yeah, coronavirus. Anyway. Right. So uh, let's pray. God, thank you for this time to, to meet with Sean. Uh, Lord, I, I pray for him. I pray that you'll give him strength, the wisdom. I pray that you'll reveal yourself to him. Uh, Lord, I pray that he will call upon you for salvation. Uh, Lord, because we don't know. Sean said himself, we don't know our last moments here on earth. It could be tonight, it could be tomorrow, it could be the next week, it could be next year. Lord, we want to be sure where we are going. Your word says, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know ye have eternal life. So once we accept you, Lord, by faith, we read your word and we know that we are on our way to heaven because of what you have done for us, not because of what we've done. Lord, I pray for Sean and his kids. I pray that he'll be a great dad pray for his, for his kids to have a, a rich uh, life. I pray for their salvation as well. I pray that Sean will come by and see us another time. Thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks, Sean. Amen. Good yep. to meet you, buddy. Good, good Hope to see you again. Appreciate right? it, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Have a nice time, man. You too. Yeah, I Enjoy brother. the cold. Y'all yeah, 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 safe out here, man. This, yeah. this, this is the best place to be. <laughs> if I was in New Haven, y'all probably be like, I'm curious, you know what I mean? <laughs> I wouldn't be out here, that's like, for sure. Yeah. You'll see, you'll see us out here every single Friday night. All right. Yeah. See you, Sean. Alright, brother. See ya. Man, I bro, I love that. I loved it. Um he was receptive. He was he was listening. Um and I and I truly believe that people who listen and they receive the word, it's because they understand and they know that what we said is true. Yeah, I think I think um I think even the Bible says that people are, are people are created to know that God exists. That's how we were made. We have, we are created in his image. And so there are truly no true atheists. I mean, because there's always something inside that's always seeking out uh, the answers and the truth. So when we approach people, I think oftentimes they know the truth, uh, mm-hmm. but they just deny it. I think oftentimes it takes, um, it takes a while to... Um, uh, to, for that truth to sin in. It, it always seems like discipleship comes before um, salvation. In other words, you have to kind of disciple people, mm-hmm. talk to them about God, their sin condition, all of those things. Because automatically, like Sean, we kind of like just rambled off all that stuff. That's mm-hmm. a lot for one man who's never was raised. He told me he wasn't raised in church. Uh, that's a lot for them to take in. Yeah, the Holy Spirit sometimes works that way, where they just get it. The Holy Spirit pricks their heart. They're, they're, they they believe. Other times, it takes time. It takes them to 
uh, learn the word, trust the word, trust what they're hearing, uh, believe it's God's word, and finally believe in him who has, who has been speaking to them the whole time. Yeah, I mean, people who honestly are yearn, or who, who yearn for God, um, they listen, they stay, they ask questions, they have dialogues. We didn't force his hands in one, no. in one, in one spot. Right. I mean, you gave right. him the, the, uh, the opportunity to leave when right. he chooses to. And believe right. it or not, I've spoken to enough people to, to know that when people want to leave, they are going to leave. Right. And when people understand that what's being said to them is truth, they stay. Exactly. And, and that's one reason I did, because I... I don't want them just to listen. I want them to hear. Mm-hmm. And uh, because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so he could have just stood there and just basically did it for me. Right. I don't think that was the case because I even told him, you're more than welcome to leave. You're mm-hmm. more than welcome to uh, walk on your way. We, I mean, this is a 67,000 population uh, right. city. We, right. we could never see each other again. So it's easy for him just to slip by right. uh, and go on his merry way. But he was interested. He, 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 he has a desire to know the truth. Yeah, I think if for those who are listening into this, uh, this episode, um, first and foremost, glad you guys even went this far. <laughs> I think yeah. it's so far we are 34 minutes in. And so, wow. yeah. So when you, when you guys think about evangelizing, um, I know that people are really fear. They fear the fact that they don't know answers to questions. And if you guys listen to what we just went through or what Pastor Jordan just said, probably said less than five scriptures. If I'm not mistaken, you, you yeah. use Romans, uh, Romans 10, you Romans 3, um, 1 John 5. Yeah. And that was like maybe a handful of scriptures. Yeah. And then you use two um illustrations to yeah. uh, to get a better understanding of how we all fall short. Right. You toss a rock, I toss a rock. Right. You went further, but we still fell short. And yeah. and, and right. that's what evangelism is. It's not trying to sound eloquent. It's not no, trying no, to no. know all the scriptures you can re- uh, memorize. Paul says in 1 Corinthians what? He says to, all I know is just Christ and right. Christ crucified. To preach Christ and Christ crucified, right. And it's the foolish, foolishness of preaching. It, it, it shouldn't sound eloquent. Uh, that that I don't want to say it rubs people the wrong way, but people can see through a facade. And so, if you're just having a conversation with them, meeting them where they are, um, that's what they want, and they'll, they're more receptive. If I, if I just went out there and beat my Bible and was raising my voice and preaching to him and telling him he, he's damned and going to hell, that, that's not that's not he wouldn't have received it. That would have been true, mm-hmm. of course, but. I mean, that's that. It was less likely to be received. You that probably say, would have been re- received better in the South, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They they may have just shot me or something. I don't know. But yeah, you know, it's it just it happens to be a way that you receive. You, you receive it whenever right. you're. Hey, brother, how you doing? Kind. Just passing out Bible track. Tell us about Christ. Ooh. All right. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, people are people. People are looking for answers. Look, they'll they'll go out, work hard, spend time with family, deal with situations. They'll lay down at night and they'll think, "What am I doing here? What am I doing all this for?" It it it, it can't not run through people's minds. I mean, it's got I to. It, I believe it does. The Bible says that that God has written eternity in the hearts of man. Right. Exactly. And I don't I don't believe that. I don't believe that people go through seasons without thinking about 
well, I have this car and it only lasts for 250,000 miles. They already had a time or a point of time where the car will break or people don't buy clothes and not think about, well, this material will only last like four or five washes. Right. We already know things die, things fade, things cripple. Now we're talking about our life. I, when I live 50, when I live 60, when I live 70. Right. And so the question is, where do you go afterwards? Right, and it's funny that... Uh nature kind of reminds us of that we're walking past the funeral home and i'm thinking of death i mean things things like that occur in our lives to to force us to reflect on our life to force us to reflect on eternity right people have to know have to question where in the what is out there what is in the afterlife is there an afterlife how can there be nothing you know and uh I think uh, I think it gets people's wheels turning in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, ultimately, they wouldn't know about the afterlife. They wouldn't know about Christ if if we don't tell them. And so, <laughs> it's all right. So we're going up a hill right now, uh, right in front of us. It's the city hall. Uh, out of shape. So. Out of shape. <laughs> so I think another thing that's part of evangelizing is the intimidation. Not just not knowing answers to questions, as we said before, you just need to know a few things, the gospel, Christ saves, you're a sinner, he can redeem you, confess and believe, but sometimes we have a hard time confronting somebody who has a bandana, right, Uh, someone who's probably smoking weed, a cigarette. Well, I mean, the guy we were just talking to was smoking weed. Right, uh, and so we're, we kind of get afraid of like, oh, should I, should I approach him? Should well, I not you, approach him? You, you're more concerned with what they think of you rather than what they'll do or whatever, you know? Like, I wasn't concerned that he would do anything to us. I, was, I wasn't even concerned of what he thought. But oftentimes that sometimes is a stumbling block to us. It's like, oh, what will they think of us? We don't, I don't want them to feel like uh, we're judging them or whatever. But we need, they need to know the truth. And you have to, if, once you step, a key to evangelism, street evangelism, whatever, the key to that is getting one step past being uncomfortable True. and switching the, the comfort level. So you're uncomfortable trying to make them comfortable. No, it should be the other way around. You should make them uncomfortable because the truth is uncomfortable. Right. But then we, but, but then we, right. But, <laughs> but then we get, we get to, um, Maybe too selective about, well, if I say this, he might he might run away. And I don't want him to run away. Right. I want him to right. stay planted. I want to be able to share this information with him. And I, I think that the best way to go about doing it is just being frank. Because yeah, right. if he doesn't hear from you, he's going to hear from the church. And then he's going to leave the church. Right. And, you know, the other barrier we have to get across is just simply telling the truth. Don't make it up. Don't. Uh, by the way, I'll also make it, uh, how should I put it, not relevant, but what I mean is I kept on telling him that the truth that I was telling him applies to me as well. Mm-hmm. That's also important because you don't want to so seem like you're preaching. Right, it's transparency. You need to tell them that, look, this is something, this is something I have accepted myself. This is a truth that all men have to believe in. It's just like... Um, it's just like me carrying my Bible around. I carry my, my Bible around tonight. Uh, I told him, I said, I can carry this thing all, around all I want to. It doesn't make me a good person. 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I really never walk around with my Bible when I evangelize, but I think that that example right there was pretty effective. Well, I do it because, and I, actually I wanted to earlier, maybe I should have, but I like showing them the verses. Right. Because there's then no doubt that it's not from me and I didn't make it up. Right. It's from his word. So let me clarify on this. I'm not saying, and he's not saying that we shouldn't, um, you know, that, that we shouldn't study to show ourselves approved and learn a few verses. Right. But we should also study so when we go out here, you know, I think that sharing the verses but also showing the verses yeah. is even more effective. Yeah, I think, I think when you hear it, it's like, oh, that's interesting. When you see it, it's like, oh, it's actually there. Yeah. Uh, it does something to, to people when you don't just tell them a script that you've memorized, you know, the Romans road, those types of things. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you show them, this is what the Bible says, Ray from uh, RU. Right. That's what I did with him. I showed him from the Bible because he came from a Catholic background. He wasn't really accepting what I was saying. When I showed him what the word of God said, because he trusts God's word more than he does me. When he sees it, there's faith in that. There's more faith in that. And it sparks people's interest more. Right. I think uh, I think when you show someone the verses, it's very powerful. I think when someone who is not living a life of holiness, and by that I'm not saying that everything you do, that you're not going to fall into sin. But when you see other men who are also in that very same train, that very same bandwagon, saying, "Hey, I want to live for God. I want to live for God." Yeah. It's encouraging. Mm-hmm. It's encouraging because the last thing you, the last place you want to be at, and if you guys are listening in, you probably have already been there. You guys go to a church, you get a spiritual high, you leave the church, go home. Maybe you went to a VBS, or maybe you went to a camp or a retreat. You go home, you feel fired up for God, but then all of a sudden, you heat you you. You hit this spiritual low right. where really your spiritual highs is almost eventful. It's almost circumstantial. It's like you didn't, re- you didn't get up here because you read your Bible. You got up there because of a community of people. Right. So we're not trying to give people experiences. We're trying to say, hey, we're in the same boat. We're struggling. But... There is strength in numbers, and not only that, but Christ is in the center of the, of the ministry. Well, beyond that, what is salvation for anyway? It's to redeem relationships. The relationship between God and man was broken when Adam and Eve sinned. Then the fellowship between man and man was broken when Cain had killed Abel. There was then relationship broken between both us and God and us and each other. So salvation mends all of those relationships. It redeems our relationship with God, which reflects everything else. Yeah. Uh, and so I say all that to say this, that I think people desire relationships. That's mm-hmm. what we're created for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they realize they can have a healthy relationship what brings us together is not uh, our common interest. Because, to be honest with you, most way, I don't think we have a lot in common. To be honest, I mean, you would, you would say that, right? Yeah, I, I don't outside know. Of, outside <laughs> of God and, and the Bible and those things, yeah, that's what brings us together. 
evangelism brings us together. Right. And so there's really not a whole lot in common mm-hmm. between you and I except those things, which is fine with us because that's what's supposed to bring us together is God himself. So last question before we actually take off. Apart from the Bible, do you have a book that you can tell people to read that will encourage them to do evangelism? You share one and I have one in mind. I, I have a couple. Um, one is... I'm trying to think of the title of it. That one's the one that I would recommend for beginners. For those who are advanced Christians, I would buy the book by John MacArthur called Evangelism. I want to. I have to preface this. So I love John MacArthur. It's a, it's a pretty easy title. You can't. Yeah, you guys can't forget that's it. That's all it's called. Evangelism <laughs> by John MacArthur. John MacArthur has some theology that I disagree with. Uh, Calvinism was one of them. That God has elected some to be saved and some that uh, to go to hell. I don't. I don't condone that. I don't think it's biblical. However, he gives some really good points of view of how to evangelize. And so, uh, evangelism by John MacArthur for mature Christians. Um, for, oh, okay, I know another one. Uh, one by Clarence Sexton. Clarence Sexton. Uh, it's called uh, Following Christ and Fishing for Men. Following Christ and Fishing for Men by Clarence Sexton. Uh, it's a short read. It's very, very good. Uh, beginner stuff. Um, it's good for anyone, really. I, I think those two are the best ones. So I think for me, I probably just have two. I think uh, number one would have to be the most recent uh, thing I'm reading is uh, Ray Comfort's books um, as far as uh, biblical evangelism. You can find that online, probably get a textbook. Number two is number one that really helped me a lot. It was Mark Cahill's book, One Thing You Can't Do in Heaven, which is can't evangelize in heaven. And the only time you can evangelize is down here on earth. There is no atheist in heaven. Um, There is no unbeliever in heaven. Only ones who reside in heaven are those who put their faith and trust in Christ. And so take the opportunity uh, today, tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this, go outside. Remember, you are the light. And so if you are under a table, people are still in darkness. People want the light. People want the word of God. Do not rob them from the opportunity to see. Do not rob them the opportunity to see. Confront them. In fact, confront your own fears. Confront your own uncomfort. Most things in life that are accomplished is because it, they were uncomfortable at one point and then they became comfortable of being uncomfortable. So get comfortable with that. There's a famous atheist. Uh, this is an atheist quote. This is not a Christian quote. This is an atheistic quote. Someone who does not believe in God. But he said once, his, uh, it's Penn and Teller, uh, right, the magicians. Mm-hmm. I think it's Penn who said this. He said uh, there was a guy uh, after one, uh, one show came up, gave him a Bible, gave him the gospel. He made a video about it and impacted him greatly. It was Ray Comfort. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Was, it? It, yeah. was, it was Ray yeah, Comfort. Was Ray Comfort. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, it was. Um, he said this. He said, how much do you have to hate someone not to give them the truth of the gospel? If there truly is a hell, if we really believe that there is a hell, which I do and you do, right. if you really believe there's a hell... Why wouldn't, how much do you have to hate someone not to tell them the truth? Mm-hmm. It's the most hateful thing you could do is to let people go into the flames mm-hmm. willingly. Yeah. I think a good topic for next time would be why aren't churches training the sheep to go out in the streets and evangelize? 
I think uh, it's a it's a training that has been pushed way too far back. I think more churches are focused on worship and music and experience. They are not focused on the dirty work. They're not focused on getting their hands dirty. It's easy to go in and worship God on Sunday and just go back about your business on, on the weekday. Sunday is to worship Him uh, and to hear the preaching of God's Word as fuel for the week of evangelism in your workplace, in your home, wherever you are. Yeah, no, very true. All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode here with Pastor Jordan and myself, Street Evangelizing in Meriden. Um, again, we'll be doing this every Friday. So if you guys get the opportunity, check in, share, like, subscribe, rate. We'll love all of that. And so I'll leave you guys with may the grace of God and the peace of the Holy Spirit guide you into all blessings. Until next time, peace out.